Well, hey there, everybody. We are um, in the week after Mother's Day. Still talking about mothers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, you know, mothers are worth talking about as much as we can. That's right. But we we got to talk about we'll some, do two whole weeks. Two whole weeks. <laughs> just just lavishing <laughs> on the praise That's here. Right. But we got to talk a little bit about um, some uh, mothers and some uh, feminine characters in the in the Bible people. I always, I always yeah, have right. a hard time when you say characters because I don't want it to sound like we're saying that these are like fictional characters. Fictional yeah. characters. Yeah. No, it's it is not made up. Also, super glad to have Paul back this week. <laughs> yes, so. yes. It was so much worse without him. It was so That's much right. worse without him. Um, but yeah, we were talking a lot about names last week, and it reminded me of a story um, from college that was embarrassing. And so, what better place to share a story like that than a podcast? Um, but I had a, a professor, um, Dr. Roark, um, who was, um, he's my Greek comp- uh, professor. He's a New Testament professor, um, life and little Paul. Like he, he was incredibly, <laughs> um, he was just a really, uh, intense scholar of the Bible. Like he would have Greek manuscripts in front of him. He's the professor that, like, when the old lady comes up to him and says, like, you're preaching out of the wrong version, yeah, he right. holds up his, you know, yeah, Greek exactly New Greek. Testament. Yep. Like, no. Like, and it's not a translation. It's actual, uh, you know, this is this is what we have. But um, he, he came into class one day, and he was making some point about names. Um, but he said, like, as he was walking into class, does anybody know um, – uh, I don't think he said entomology. He just he just said like, does anybody know where their name came from? Etymology. Etymology, not entomology. Thank Close. you. Close. That in is. It bugs me when people get that wrong. <laughs> okay, now we're just. Do anyway. I need to bring that laugh track back? You need to yeah, do that. right. Uh, Wait, you got to oh. do the volume. There we go. There we go. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> we're not going to be doing that again. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, but he comes in and asks that question: Does anybody know where their name came from? Um, and I raised my hand and I said, well, John means, you know, God's gracious gift. And he like, he let me have it. Like, it's just, you, <laughs> I was talking about your last names, you know, like what <laughs> do you know where your last names come from? But I didn't hear that part. Evidently I just completely missed that. And so it just made it look like I was uh, being Proud of being super, a gracious gift. Yeah. Super humble over there about That's how right. how much I'm a gift to everyone. But that was that was one of my finer moments in college. I was really grateful for that lesson in humility. <laughs> the I would say from this Sunday, one of the things that we heard the most was this whole bee mountain, mountain goat, goat and what a cool insight that was. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are what's the I don't know what's what. How do you water that down? Or do you feel like you need to water that? Like, how, how do you come at that conversation about names like that? Well, that's maybe I was asking bigger picture. Yeah, almost like the what is the role most right? commonly when of the meaning of names mm-hmm. when it comes to the Bible when you're reading, right? Because it is true. It is true that names and their meanings do play roles. They oftentimes communicate uh, a purpose of a character, what what a, what a character is meant to do, or why he's there. Um, they oftentimes communicate like. The origin, where does the person come from? Like, why, where, does, where does he play into this story by who he's connected to? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, again, it sometimes communicates about a, an actual person's characteristics or um, even about speaking to the circumstances that they're put into. Right. Um, and then most significantly, they, they 
especially in the Hebrew Bible, is they communicate honor to God, that they're right. actually more about a, a, a source of praise um, being to God, not towards necessarily the individual. And so there, there is a, an importance of it. It's, yeah. it's not that you, you know, should just not consider, or, or putting it that way, if you just consider uh, the stories without the meanings of the names, there, there will be oftentimes you'll miss out on something. Right. But it isn't something that you should be hanging your coat rack of yeah. interpretation on every single meaning needs to have every single implication. Right. The way I want to make it, you know, into uh, into the role or into the, you know, explanation of something, you know, divine to me that right. now I'm doing. It, it certainly can be misused um, because, it again, it, it can be there with a purpose, but if it's not there with a purpose, then you don't want to falsely ascribe a purpose. Right. You to don't want to assign a purpose if they're, and, and so, <clears throat> cause we know, I mean, they change names. Right. And so there's some of these people like they, their actual name, their mother gave them may be lost to history. And the name we have for them is because of their role in a, in an account. Right. It's not that they weren't real people. So I've heard people talk about Malon and Kilion, uh, Naomi's sons. Who's, yeah whose names mean sick and dying. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's possible Naomi named them sick and dying. We got some weird names that people name people now, so. <laughs> well, that's that's for very sure. I mean, <laughs> Lamangelo all of a sudden is yeah really or, popular. And well, like, gosh, what's um, what just happened? What's his name? Elon Musk just named his kid, like. Uh-uh, no. Schwab AX dash, yeah. like, have oh, you seen know. this? You yeah, don't know? Yeah, exactly. No, they, California wouldn't let him <clears throat> Like, put it has that on his. It. Yeah, it's like it's it's got a symbol in it that's evidently yeah. you pronounce it Ash, but his wife pronounces it differently. differently yeah, or like come on, the mother of the child. Mother, sorry, mother of the child. So one is he'll get us to Mars. Exactly right. It's one of us. One is it. It truly may be that the name is meant to play a role right. in the account, and it's not like. Oh my gosh! What an amazing coincidence! God that the mother named them sick and dying, and and guess what? They ended up being sick and dying. Like exactly, their names may have you know been something different at birth, but throughout history, the understanding of them, their names changed to fit their role. Now that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it may mean Naomi. Yeah. That was their names, or she changed them when they <clears throat> were sick and dying. Just like died. she changed just, her own name, just like she did her own. Yeah, and so. Um, I actually have a whole list that I started looking up at one time of the names that were changed. I just did this when I was at Pine Cove because mm. of the whole name game concept. Yeah, that makes is sense. I was like, this is not this is not unbiblical. We have lots of these in the Bible, and there mm -hmm. are many of them. They're not usually based on your most you know, embarrassing most embarrassing moment, moment yeah, but. as far as we know. But and God changes people's names. Pharaoh changes someone's names. We, as we've been talking about Daniel, the Babylonians changed mm -hmm. people's names. Like this is this happened. Or it could be that that so it could be their name was changed kind of by history or by the account. It could be that their name was changed by mom or somebody else around, or they changed their own name, or God changed their name because of their role in the story. Mm -hmm. Or even almost like nicknames, like Barnabas, his mother apparently named him Joseph, but the name son of uh, encouragement is the nickname he was given. So Barnabas, and everybody knows him as Barnabas. Everyone knows him as Barnabas, and so um, again. You're, you're right. It, it is it is as cool as it is when a name means yeah. uh, what it means, and it fits so brilliantly into the account. Well, I can tell you the reason we don't do this anymore 
because when I had to change my children's name when we adopted them, going to that social security office is not fun. (laughs) There's, there's nothing about that experience. that was like, yeah, I want to do this multiple times in my life. Yeah. We don't change our cell phone numbers. No goodness. Our name. It'll mess you up. I still get calls from the wrong people. But back when I, you know, when I wanted to be a native American and that's a story we're not going to go into, but you know, everybody wants an Indian name and, uh, they change their names multiple times in their lifetimes too because mm-hmm. of events that happen. That's not uncommon, but it is, and especially when you see something that that seems as like God uses the bee and God uses the mountain goat mm-hmm. as a special way to protect His land of milk and honey. That's pretty cool. That that just that feels more like a fingerprint of God on the situation. Like, yeah, and especially on a. For so much of the Old Testament, that was an oral tradition that was passed down. I mean, if you're in a society of an oral tradition and the names help you remember the yeah, roles and how it right. goes, I mean, even if that was just the significance, if the significance alone was be in mountain goats so that you remembered the role that they played right. in it, then, then that, that was great. You know, it doesn't have to be this, again, big thing you want to build a whole theology on right. just from one, you know, and overstretch it because that may not be exactly what it wants to be in it's in the passage. And that's a... I don't know if you've ever seen the, I have heard atheists mock the fact that Barabbas was the name of the other person to be chosen. So you have the son of God and the son of the father. Those are the two choices is the son of God and the son of the father. And so it's always like, well, again, you're left with the same cultural distinctions. It was, was his name, his mother gave him Barabbas. Don't know. Was that his nickname? Don't know. Was that the name that was assigned to him later by Christians who didn't know what his name was. So they assigned a name to him. Don't, I mean, any of these are possible culturally yep. or, you know, whatever. That, that's So I, I I love, I did not know to even look at name meanings until I think I went to Israel the first time. I don't remember learning that in seminary mm-hmm. well. But that that's, helps us with the rejuification mm-hmm. of understanding our Bible has been really cool for that. Um, realizing all these women named Mary, that their mothers named them bitter is <laughs> wild. Have you either one of y'all read the Ravi Zacharias um, book about the seeing Jesus through the Middle Eastern eyes or something like that? I can't remember. It's I, I, I think it's yet. pretty new. Okay, I mean, maybe not, but um, I just saw it online because um, evidently Ravi's not going to be here much longer, which is a tragedy for us. Mm-hmm. But um, man, that dude. Yeah. Check out his stuff if you haven't already. But he's he's evidently got a book that I think would. Be. I've already been had it recommended to me. It's in my list. Okay, I haven't gotten to Good. it yet. There you go. Cool. Well, we will continue to do that, obviously, because it's appropriate for us to continue looking at those names. Um, but it is it is one of those things when people walk away going like, "Did you hear that one thing?" And well, you don't want to overdo the one thing that within the whole context of the story, it's a big deal. True, because there's so many. I mean, these uh, these women that we're talking about, they are strong examples um, of faith. I mean, mm-hmm. hearing Paul talk about uh, Rahab, I was just reminded again of how how incredibly. I mean, that's like that's like centurion faith mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. It's like. This isn't what I've known my entire life. This isn't what I've uh, 
been taught my entire life, but I know this is true. I recognize that as power. I recognize what y'all are doing is right. And I don't, I don't know exactly what it was that made her aware of that, but she, she knew which, which side she had to be on. And that's, I mean, the kind of faith that God rewards over and over and over again. Absolutely. Very cool. That's a good, a good part of our conversation uh, as you're, as when you do Bible studies and when you dig into that kind of stuff, that's, that's cool. Okay. So on that, on that same, I guess, sort of on the same wavelength, when we're studying these heroes and we're looking at their character and their character qualities, all three of us at this table have spent many hours discussing and debating and uh, diving into the concept of character and character qualities. Um, so when we're talking about these maternal traits of God or paternal traits of God, how do you wrestle with how do you wrestle with that conversation? Yeah, I think one of the first keys that we understand uh, is that we are talking about traits. Uh, we're not talking necessarily about character um, traits and into every form and fashion of what we consider virtuous character traits or character traits of devices. And, and this is this is one of those things I know when I teach uh, a lot of biblical masculinity, one of the concepts that, mm-hmm. I, that uh, as far as the way that I define that is, is because I erroneously grew up in an age where with the late 80s machoism, early mm-hmm. 90s, was, was masculinity was defined to me by the aversion of femininity. Yeah. Um, how did I know to how to be a man or what a man should do? I looked at a woman and I did the opposite. So right. if the women like to go to the ballet or the opera. Well, then I don't. I don't go right. to the ballet or opera, right? Like so, this and and what it was is I began to take that same kind of concept into a biblical understanding, and I tried to define a biblical masculinity that was the aversion of some kind of then I guess biblical femininity, mm. and when it came to it, when it came around to it, it was like that's not the case. So here, John just got inspired by Rahab and calls out her brave, you know, this, this brave notion she has, this mm-hmm. courageous action she has. And you're like, okay, good. So clearly then this woman represents courage. So as a man, should I not? Like, right, exactly. Now I should, that's a masculine trait. A, isn't yeah, it? wait. So she wait can't a have, minute. She How can't does, have courage. She's a woman. Right. And I feel like that's what. He's joking. <laughs> that was sarcastic. Yeah. I think that that has to be a, a pursuit in this uh, of where we, what we're saying by this is we're not saying that there's, that there's, virtuous character traits that one should have that the other shouldn't. I think all of us under the umbrella as Christians, as being sanctified, this is what the Lord is working out in us. Uh, To varying degrees, again, to whatever that lines up with our strengths or our natural dispositions or not, or however that plays in, when it comes to a character side, I think that that's a key distinction. And why, why I conclude more erroneously for when we're looking at biblical godly character in men, I mm-hmm. would say biblical masculinity is not the aversion of femininity, but the aversion of childishness. Yeah. And I think that's the key that we get. And you're the first you're the first person I ever heard say that, Paul. Yeah. I remember you saying one time, being a man is not about not being a woman, it's about not being a boy. Right. And that was I'd like I mean that's a that's a well that's well stated. And I think beer commercials would say it's about not being a woman. That's why right. if you say I love you to your significant other at a poker game on the telephone call, a giant beer can is going to fall out of the sky on you because that's the kind of thing a woman would do, not the kind of thing a man, man would do. Would do. Mm. And versus, no, being a man's about not being a boy. It's about not being a child. 
because the traits, the vast majority of the traits of being a good man would also make someone be a good woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm certainly virtuous is going to be the same. It's right. not, there are virtues that are virtues for men, but vices for women. I think all three of us are part of a study where we like hammered that for months trying to see, is there, any- is there such a thing as a trait that is a virtue for a man and is a vice for a woman or vice versa? And we didn't, mm-hmm. those weren't there's, there. And, and I mean, that's the, there's, there's been a lot of that uh, frustration, I think in culture for, for a while now, I mean, y'all haven't, so I don't, I don't I'm not even going to ask. But there's a song uh, that's on the radio right now that Taylor Swift um, wrote, and it's all about like if she was a man. I actually have seen that. You have John. heard that? that okay. Now it was because it was like on Ben Shapiro or something. Okay, there but. you go. But like the the whole the whole song is about how like if she was a man or if she was uh, male, I guess then then she would be the man, um, and instead she's you know a jerk or whatever i don't i don't yeah whatever they, she's playing out all these things that like she's been uh um criticized for and if she was a man she would have been criticized right. for she's them. had it so hard as a woman versus Which, being a man and and let me like go ahead and say like there i mean i i'm not pretending like there aren't some things that um get judged differently of course of course but um i the whole thing i mean Lori will tell you I just got so angry when I was listening to that um, thing because I was like, no, if I, you know, cheat on my wife or play around or whatever, like, I'm a jerk. That's right. Like, that's, I am a jerk. If a woman not, does that, she's a jerk. <laughs> if like, a man does that. Not, that's not a gender based She's a jerk. Thing, and right? and if you, like, I, I don't know, like, if, if, if we look at this as, and one of the things that I think I was going to say um, about this is last week at the um, Q&A, you talked about... Um, the, how, when you're parenting, Mm -hmm. you have, um, you have two different views at, um, Mm -hmm. at the child, whatever a child says, like, um, normally a, a mother will say like, um, you know, if a child says I'm hurt, the mother will say, Oh, come, come here, show it to me. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll give you a kiss or whatever. And the father will say, no, you're not. Yeah. Like that you have that, show me, show me, Mm -hmm. um, you have that, like, acceptance in that challenge mm-hmm. right and that and there's um not universal not that's universal. a stereotype, yep. stereotype. That's, totally that is a stereotype. Yep. that's a stereotype and one of those is but the point i think was being one of those is not correct mm-hmm. like it's not error it's not that one of those is correct and the other one is false it's right. that we you have both of them in the situation right um is is a really healthy thing um and so to not look at your wife you know treating your child a, a certain way and say like you're doing it wrong right or the opposite like but then to um, instead to understand that God has given both in order to whatever that's the way that we interact with our children right Lori and I are definitely that way God does not have a wife mm-hmm. God does not have a person to help his a, a supplement to his character. Right. Or his uh, how he is. He right. is not masculine. He is not feminine. He is the completion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, the you know when whenever we uh, see God portraying courage through a woman, and we see God portraying courage through a man, we know that courage is the is the trait that God has that He wants us to have. Right. Um, and it's going to look differently in both of these 
situations sure. most of the time. Yeah, and, and that was something that we kind of addressed in the beginning of when we got our sermon going about the idea of being an image bearer. Right, um, that, exactly. That, there, that God has designed and orchestrated this so that men and women bear his image. And it's almost as if, because a man alone isn't going to be enough of what he wants to reveal about his image or bearing exactly. his image, so he created female. And yet even male and female apparently is closer, it gets closer there, but it is still not all that is right. revealed in right. the nature of who God is. But we both reflect them, and we reflect them with an intentionality and with a purpose. And thus, when you get back to these ideas of like, well, then what are the traits and what are the things where there is difference? And you do. You talk about the, that there then is different roles. Uh, roles or, is the magic word. Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm, or responsibilities that yep. fall into that. And then that's where you you delineate and navigate those waters. You don't do it on a, on a character-based no. kind of level. Mm-hmm. That's... So the, the passage that we're kind of referencing, Genesis, all the way back in Genesis 1, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and the livestock and the earth and everything, et cetera. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. That's, that is one sentence there that compiles the, the theology of bearing the image. And, and in that one sentence maleness and femaleness has to be referenced. Right. And so that, that it's referenced in that sentence is very powerful. There is, an, a, there is a sense in which the image of God is more fully represented in maleness and femaleness somehow. Now, this has created all kinds of weird teaching that we're not going to get into, but that's why every time we come back to this idea that there is what you have is Christ-like character. Mm. it may look a little different for men and women because of the roles we have. What, what the Bible doesn't delineate is between masculine character and feminine character. It, it, it delineates between male roles and female roles. And it always feels funny to ask that when you ask, like, okay, so what's an example of a male role? But these are so basic and foundational that it feels weird to answer the question like, father. <laughs> yep, only men can be fathers. Like, that's, sorry, that's, that is the biblical and go like, well, obviously, you have to be a man to be a father. Yes, yes, exactly. And <clears throat> but how we—that doesn't mean there's that father looks identical to everybody. No, it doesn't always look this. Everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. But that's a role only men are allowed to have is father. Mother is a role that only women are allowed to have. And yes, I am sure, even though it didn't happen just recently, eventually there will be a court that has a female who is a father and. But that's just, I mean, you're just making stuff up. The, the, that's what the word means. Yeah, that would be in our our nation's economy. Okay, sorry, we lost you there for a second. Paul, you were saying that's not, uh, that's our nation's economy. That's... Yeah, essentially, our nation can decide that that is the way it wants to function, then it will be our national economy, but it won't be the economy of God and how God considers the right function for his creative purposes. Right, exactly. Well, this is important because when we talk about maternal traits, and we're going to be talking about that this Sunday, some some of God's maternal traits or maternal characteristics, or even we, we don't mean that God is uh, dainty or gentle or versus because that's maternal. Culturally, cultures do divide out those traits. God is gentle. It. God is gentle because gentleness is virtuous. virtuous. And, and maybe gentleness is virtuous because God is gentle. All that's true kind of simultaneously. But... 
God, that gentleness, we may say, well, stereotypically in our culture, we, we typically, if you, if you were to create a list and you go like, well, what's your maternal character traits and what's your paternal or masculine or feminine? You might go, well, gentleness, that's feminine. But it's one of the most important traits for a man to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. non, so we call it that, right? Gentlemen. Um, and so it's, it's a good thing there. So yes, God is gentle. What we mean more is like, I mean, you literally have biblical accounts about, that we'll look at Sunday about God saying, I wish I could gather you under my wings like little chicks. I mean, that's a mother statement. Mm-hmm. And so God has the role, maternal roles and paternal roles because he's the full. Uh, it's not that he now becomes those, it's that those come from, from him. him. Exactly. And he is the ultimate expression of all of these, and we now have these analogies, living analogies of who he is. So just a good reminder, we, we need to be finding um, his character and, and lauding his character in, in each other and, and, you know, learning from all of these people that we've been given as gifts um, in the Bible. Hi, Paul. Pretty cool. Yeah, and I think when you when you do that, when you associate these traits back to that character conversation, you're making it what is virtuous, kind of like what John you were saying in your example of the the two parents needing to come together. When it falls back onto the trait of virtuous, then you know it then becomes the encouragement and the administration it's meant to be. Um, that it is admonition. Admonition that it's meant to be. That it's God now saying, "This is the good work I'm creating in you." When you twist that, and it becomes well, this is how you need to do this, yeah, no. or how right. you need to give me this, yeah. and you're twisting it out of that, then you know, okay, now you're pulling it into a purpose or a place that it was never really intended to serve. Right. There you go. Man, this is all good stuff. I'm looking forward to this Sunday um, when we continue this conversation. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to recognize our seniors again, or not again, we're going to recognize our seniors this Sunday as well, and we're... High school seniors. High school seniors. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Our high school seniors. Wow. Um, yeah, so this, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see you all uh, in a couple of days.